Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, back in the bunker today. Thank goodness. It's good to be home. I've been on the road nonstop with this election. The phone number is 877-973-7425. We'll do an open line Friday today in large part because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, I hit the campaign trail and travel schedule last month. Uh, it has been nonstop through the election. I've been getting about three to four hours of sleep every night the last week. Uh, I intend to sleep in tomorrow and then get on a plane with my family and go see my dad. I missed his birthday this past week because I had to be in Orlando uh, for, well, he, while it was his birthday, I was at WDBO in Orlando. So we're going this weekend to see my dad uh, and I want to be able to take him out to dinner tomorrow night. So I won't be here, uh, but Thanks for tuning in this week. I, I want to begin, and, and we will take your calls. i got to begin, though, with some of the missed silver linings for the GOP. So we have now, and i gotta, I got to explain this one to you. Something we have now that we did not have on Monday and Tuesday is data. We have actual real-world data from the election. And we have the exit polling, and exit polling, once it is adjusted based on who voted, is way more precise than your standard polling because an exit poll is a poll of the people who actually voted. They don't just poll the people who voted on the day of. They find the people who have already voted, and they talk to those people. And they can model it very precisely based on looking at the roles of people. Well, we know this many Hispanic people voted. Let's go find uh, this this percentage of Hispanic voters. We know this many white men and white women, black men, black women. We know this many people over 50, this many people under 30. And so it becomes a much more accurate poll, the exit polling does. But it's larger than that because we also have the actual data. We know who voted now. I can't tell you who they voted for. But when you look at the data, you cross-reference it to the exit polling. You can form real baseline models of who voted. And there are some silver linings for the GOP. For example, the Republicans won the national popular vote. When California comes in, it'll probably be about a 2% majority of the popular vote, but right now it's about 5%. I actually think it'll go down some. We're still waiting on some of the results in California. We're going to get into a lot of this here in a little while. Um, beyond the that data, it turns out the media polling was really good. And if you're a Republican, I need you to pay attention to this. It was Republican pollsters who caused the data to be skewed. If you took the Real Care Politics polling average, the Real Care Politics polling average wound up with the generic ballot being 2.5%, and that came in almost on the nose of what it actually was for the GOP nationally. If you took the analysis based on the Republican pollsters, it looked more like it would be 5%. Uh, those of us on the right need to now accept the fact that many of our own public pollsters 
deluded us into thinking we were getting something that we weren't. And in so doing, it deluded us into not shaping a more well-crafted message for independent voters. And this is not a silver lining, but it is here. And it is the Republicans lost the independent vote, barely, 49-48. Independent voters broke for the Democrats. Independent voters usually break for the GOP. So I need to say something to you. And some people are on the right are going to disagree. There has been this strain of thinking on the right that we need to behave just like people on the left. We think they're angry, they're in your face, they're nonstop combat, and people on the right say we need to behave the same way. And actually, there's an easy path forward for the Republicans. Be sane. The first party to get fully back to sanity wins. And it's going to be easier for us than them because they believe so much of the crap they're peddling and so much of the Republicans who believe we must behave like then don't really believe that. They just think might as well try it. Let's be the angry bro Republican in their face all the time, uh, thumping, thumping everybody's chest and it doesn't work. Independent voters decided they would rather stay with the left than go for the Republican version of the left. It came across as inauthentic. If you get back some authentic, graceful candidates who talk about the real world and local issues, it matters. Candidate quality is a silver lining in this election because I think now every Republican understands you've got to actually have quality candidates. You can't just go out there with the person doing their best impression of Donald Trump. I want to segue here and say something. I've been having a conversation with a, my buddy JP uh, about my friendship with Rush Limbaugh. I believe, and I don't mean this to be insulting, but I really believe that a lot of what you hear in, in conservative talk radio today is a lot of people on the right doing bad impressions of Rush. And when I got into conservative talk radio, that's exactly what I did. It is exactly what I did. Uh, there was no depth. There was the, the superficial poking fun of the other side, um, throwing red meat into the, the crowd, into the water for the sharks to come get, uh, grab hold of it, chum in the water, so to speak. And in talking to Rush over the course of my radio career, he was deeply instrumental in getting me into radio and, and helping me become a better host. One of the things he said is stop trying to be me. You will never be as good as me. Be your own self. It comes across as inauthentic and shallow to try to do an impression of someone else. And what we see in American politics right now on the right is a lot of people on the right decided they needed to do an impression of Donald Trump. They needed to perform in a way that suggested they were very Trumpy. And I think if you can find some inauthentic, or rather authentic, conservative voices who are good candidates, 
who have some polish and some background, who aren't just the celebrity candidates, it becomes easy to show the independents we're not the crazy rabid fringe. It does turn out that a number of independent voters out there in America decided to stay with the Democratic Party, not because they like the Democrats. In fact, they don't like the Democrats at all. It's just they didn't like the brand of Republican candidate they were being sold. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is actually a silver lining for us. The milquetoast generic Republican candidate won across America. The person doing the bad impression of Donald Trump lost. That is remarkable. The people who screamed about the election from 2020 and wanted to relitigate it on the campaign trail, they lost. The people who actually talked about crime and the economy and made that the cornerstone and actually offered up ideas at the local level to help, they won. There's this this idea, this undercurrent among some Republicans, oh, we didn't have a good message, we didn't have a good message. Candidate quality matters more than the message. Candidate quality matters way more than the message. Your message is we're not those guys. That's all you had to do. The problem is too many of the people said we're not those guys and then proceeded to portray themselves as crazier than those guys. And those are the Republicans who lost. We lost independence. We haven't lost independence in the last four election cycles. We did this time because of crazy. And the easy, easy, easy thing for us to do to get them back is to not be crazy. And it's easier for our side than their side because they really believe all the woke nonsense on their side and they're going to double down on it. There's another silver lining that's getting missed in what was not a good night for the GOP when it should have been. We did really well in deep blue states. We've wiped out the Democrats on Long Island and in northern New York, we took over a lot of key seats. Why? Because in those deep blue seats where women do not fear we're coming for their uterus, they decided they could vote for the GOP. This suggests to me, not that Republicans need to abandon abortion, but need to be careful how they handle it in the future, and that federal candidates probably do need to say very adamantly, this is a state issue, deal with it in your state. Let each state decide. Make it as non-threatening as that. Don't abandon the pro-life position or you will leave so many Republicans at home. You will leave me at home. I am pro-life. But I think I am also federalist. And my federalist position is I in Georgia should be able to ban abortion and you in California should be able to have it. And neither of us should be able to go to Congress and force the other to go either way. If there's a reasonable compromise position, it's the 15-week abortion ban, but you're going to get a lot of pro-lifers who say, no way, leave this to the states, leave it to the states. The data shows when it's left to the states in deep blue states, Republicans are not as threatening to a lot of voters. What's also very interesting here is Republicans made inroads with the Latino community and the African-American community, and they did so on both cultural and economic issues. It wasn't one or the other. It was both. And as the Democratic Party becomes more secular, white, and rich, the GOP will become way more diverse. The Democrats are alienating themselves from other candidates or from other other constituencies within the party. They are becoming too smug, too arrogant, too white, too wealthy, too college educated, and voters resent like hell 
the student loan bailouts. Yes, young voters overwhelmingly voted for the Democrats. They always do. Generation Z voted Democrat. They always do. If I were a conservative, I would be looking at all of these college groups that want to own the left and shut them all down and find better ways to reach Generation Z. Clearly, the own the left young bro conservatives are failing at their core mission, which is to convert Generation Z to the right. Life itself is doing that. As they get older, they vote more and more conservative, as is always the case. These are actually silver linings for the GOP because they did have some good night last night or on on Tuesday night. They actually had some good moments. There actually was a red wave in parts of the country. It's just Florida skewed everything, so it looked bigger than it actually was. There were some parts of the country where it didn't go as well as it should have. There are still races outstanding in Nevada and Arizona, and the Republicans actually feel good about those races. Some Republicans actually think Blake Masters will pull out Arizona. I am not one of them, but some do. I do think Kerry Lake pulls it out. But what the problems with the GOP are more fixable than the problems with the Democrats. And this cannot be overstated. Republicans on Tuesday did win the popular vote in America by a minimum of 2%. That does nothing to do with gerrymandering and redistricting. Nationwide, the people who turned out to vote, overwhelmingly, by 2% at least, voted Republican. You improve yourself with the independents by not being brain biblical donkeys like the left. You start winning even more. These are problems that are fixable. The one problem that is not fixable is what to do about the guy at Mar-a-Lago, who is the man who alienated so many independents from the GOP. And when the GOP realizes that, again, they can begin to fix the problem. But they have to be willing to acknowledge the man from Mar-a-Lago is an albatross around their neck. Americans for Prosperity plays to win. That matters a lot to me. I know a lot of D.C.-based organizations that just want to pass paper around to other Beltway insiders or claim they speak for everyday Americans without ever having to leave Washington, D.C. Americans for Prosperity is different. They're not a think tank. They're grassroots do tank. Americans for Prosperity is a -a one-of-a-kind, freedom-oriented, limited government advocacy and accountability organization that actually takes action to expand opportunity for all Americans and defend your freedom of speech. They're doing great work at all levels of government. What's their secret? Well, they don't really rely on Washington. They built a network of concerned citizens who are stepping up for freedom in communities all around the country. If you want to learn more, if you want to find out how to get involved with Americans for Prosperity with a chapter near you, and I assure you, they have a chapter near you. Check them out at americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. That's americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Want to go to the phones? Daniel, you're going to be up first today. Welcome. How are you? Hey, good, Eric. It was great to see you Tuesday night, even only for a minute on stage. Um, I know you were a busy guy. 
Uh, oh my gosh, it, it, it was so crazy, and I, I didn't get out of there until after midnight, and I had to be up at 6 a.m. I think I got three or four hours of sleep when it was all said and done. Uh, all right, let me get to the chase here. I was actually uh, uh, there so late, but I got home, and I couldn't go to sleep till like 3 or 4 just because I was still wound up. I was watching the other races, and of course, I hear Fox News talk about how they could count 7 million ballots and declare a winner for the governor's race in Florida. But they can't count two million ballots in a corrupt uh, county in Arizona and declare a winner in the same night. Of course, that's still going on. But how does Blake Masters, of course, I'm like you. I'm like, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull it out. I believe bettering the Terry Lake, you know, in the governor's race there. Um, that was my other thought. My third thought is, you know, Chase Oliver forced the Georgia one into a runoff. Do you think that 2%? Would have been split among Walker and Warnock, or do you think it would have gone to one or the other? And uh, you know, I, I kind of think they would have just not voted in that race. Um, that that that's that's my my position is they probably wouldn't have voted in that race, Daniel. Uh, as far as the ballot counting, if you will do me a favor uh, and wait until I actually want to spend a lot of time explaining this one to people because not enough time here, and and I've actually got it in my stack of stuff that I want to talk about um, in, in right at 1 o'clock when we come back. Uh, but, yeah, there is a reason Florida can do what these others can't. All right, I got to go. Charlie tells me I have got to take this phone call. Greg, uh, rarely does Charlie tell me I must take a phone call, and yet here we are. Welcome to the show. How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good, considering. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for being on the radio and being very interesting yesterday. Because I stopped at a gas station, and I was just going to get a couple gallons of gas, so I was going to run inside and just pay cash. And um, But you were on the radio, so I was like, well, okay, I'll just stand here next to the pump and listen to you. And uh, so I no, no sooner put my card into the machine when a gunshot went off about 25 feet away, and a man was shot, another Holy man shot God. another man. Had I gone into the store and thrown them a $10 bill, I would have walked right out and been right in the middle of where the shooting was. Instead, I was behind the pump about 25 feet away. The, uh, <laughs> the interesting, oh, I got chills on that one. Yeah, the interesting thing is we have a place up uh, in the mountains near your favorite fishing hole. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm not going to say the name because I, I don't want everybody to move up there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, me either. But uh, it, it was just the other night I was asking God for guidance and patience. And the next day, I'm 25 feet away from a shooting. And I was like, that does it. I'm moving. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, like I said, if, if it was a commercial break or if it was somebody else on the radio, I'm shutting the truck off and I'm going into the store. So Good I wanted to gracious. say thank you. And uh, and also prayers for your wife. I hope. Well, the look, results I appreciate it. And by the way, we, we did get the results about thirty minutes ago, and and everything is good. So thank you. God bless you and your wife and your family well, and you your too, show, man. And Chuck and Chuck as well. And uh, and I and I just wanted to also, you know, and I agree. It is time for Trump to go away. Well, look, Greg, I, I, I totally, wow, do I appreciate this. Um, Mr. Babin, see, you just need to, like, give me all day on radio and, and pay me a lot of money to stay here, and I'll save people's lives. <laughs> Greg, thank like you I so said, much. Like I said, 
thank you very much for happen, happening to be on the radio. And I love your show. I listen all the time. Thank you. And uh, so, I, I, Greg, so, I got to uh, leave it there. We're, we're, we're out of time. But my goodness, thank you for calling in. Man, I'm glad you're safe and well. Holy cow. That That is wow. Oh, I got chills. The holidays are the most exciting time of the year. And if you want to enjoy them to the fullest, you need to get the best night's sleep every single night. It's easier than it sounds. All you need are the softest, most luxurious organic cotton sheets from Bolin Branch. They're made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They make a difference you can truly feel night after night. I have to tell you, as someone who sleeps on them every night, the more you wash them, the softer they get. And, you know, we've got a very thick mattress, and they actually fit the mattress. The the fitted sheet fits our mattress. It doesn't snap off because of the thickness of the mattress, and it doesn't shrink up either, which is great. Bolin Branch products are made different. You get a great night's sleep, and every time you wash them, you get an even better sleep under even softer sheets. Their signature sheets even come wrapped and are ready in a beautiful holiday gift box. Your gift will look and feel great. It's the unboxing experience they'll never forget. Give the gift of a better night's sleep with Bolin Branch right now. You get early access to their Black Friday sale with my promo code. Get 25% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at bolandbranch.com. That's bolandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. The offer ends November 27th. Uh, y'all, I'm, I'm, I got nothing after Greg's call. We're just going to put Greg on that call on repeat for the next two and a half hour. I got nothing. Wow. (laughs) 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I am just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words. After that, if you're just tuning in and you did not hear my conversation with Greg, he was so captivated by what I was saying on radio yesterday. He stayed in his car filling up his car with gas, listening to the show instead of going inside the gas station. And as a result, missed being shot in a shootout at the door of the gas station. Goodness gracious. Holy cow. Um, okay. See, I save lives, people. That's that's what I'm here for. Now, I'm going to go back to the phones. Susan, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Susan. How are you? Hi, thanks for taking my call. And I'm very happy to hear that your wife got a good report. Thank you. So that's just great. Um, my question is, what do you think that I mean, the Republican leadership should do about Donald Trump? Because he will go to his grave saying, I got screwed, and he will never shut up because he's a narcissist. He requires fuel, and the press is going to be more than happy to give it to him. Because it, you know, it will, you know, hopefully in their mind, damage the Republican Party and conservatism. Oh, what yeah. should the Republican leadership do to try and kind of tamp him down? And because he'll never Ignore go away on his own court. Uh, it, 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 in ignore. all honesty, uh, Trump feeds on attention. Stop attention. giving him attention. Sure. Um, it, the media can't ignore him because it's good for their ratings and they give him attention. If sure. they get, if I mean, I'm watching this phenomenon on Twitter today where reporters are putting up screenshots of what Trump is saying on Truth Social, uh, his own website. No one goes to Truth Social except for Trump's fans. No one else cares. And yet everybody's got to pull him in. I, I'm telling you guys, uh, the sooner the base ignores Trump. 
if you wish for Donald Trump to be a thing of the past and bring independent voters back to the GOP, all you've got to do is ignore him like Brian Kemp and Ron DeSantis did. Both Ron DeSantis and Brian Kemp ignored Donald Trump, didn't mention him. When asked about him, deflected and changed the conversation quickly. And it's absolutely something the entire GOP can do. Uh, You can choose to say, I move on. And I think you would be wise to do it. I know there are some who will go to their graves believing he was treated badly and unfairly and that he didn't bring anything on himself. But I think most will understand that we've got to move to the future and we should unshackle ourselves from the past. Now, I need to talk about something here that I didn't expect to have to talk about. And it pains me to have to talk about this because I have to defend someone I am very often critical of who deserves some criticism here but must be otherwise defended. I got to defend Mitch McConnell. He wasted money in Alaska supporting Uh, what's her name, Lisa Murkowski. I believe he wasted money in Alaska supporting Lisa Murkowski. But I also wish it to be known that the reason he wasted money supporting Lisa Murkowski when another Republican could get the nod there and looks like might, but the reason he did is because she has been a reliable vote for him and she has helped him stop the filibuster. She has joined him. And so a deal was cut where he would stand with her and support her. And in so supporting her, would she would save the GOP coalition, not jump to the Democratic Party and not side with the Democrats on a host of issues. Uh, You may not like it, but a good number of the judicial picks of the GOP made it to the floor of the Senate because Lisa Murkowski refused to go along with efforts to block them. I'm not a Murkowski fan. I'm not really a McConnell fan, but... If you make a commitment to help a politician in exchange for their votes to stop the Democrats in a 50-50 Senate, you sure as hell better honor that commitment. And clearly McConnell did, whether you or I like it. But McConnell also spent a pile of money in Ohio to save J.D. Vance's race. Probably more money than he should have spent, but he did it. He also tried to convince 
Rick Scott not to pour a bunch of money into Colorado and Washington and New Hampshire. And Republicans are attacking him. And I saw a bunch of my conservative friends who are attacking Mitch McConnell saying, oh, it's going to be close to New Hampshire and it's going to be McConnell's fault because he didn't spend any money. Actually, clearly McConnell knew something because he wasn't spending his own money in New Hampshire. The bottom line is that Mitch McConnell is not above criticism for some of his decisions, but he decided to spend money far better than Donald Trump and, frankly, even Rick Scott in the National Republican Senatorial Committee. He did not waste his money on losing candidates. You may not like that he spent money on Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, but you should at least appreciate that Lisa Murkowski has been a regular deciding vote for McConnell and stopping much of the Democrats agenda, and this was payback for her for staying with him when she is no longer technically a Republican, but sided regularly with the Republicans as part of McConnell's commitment to help her in this election. So he kept his word, and that's a good thing. Donald Trump raised $100 million and barely spent anything. The maximum he spent was, I think, $15 million, and a lot of that was on unnecessary rallies, including the rally where he decided to attack DeSantis a couple of days before the election. It's one of those weird things where when I have said uh, he's not spending his money, I get, but the rallies, the rallies, the rallies. Well, the people who are already going to vote are going to the rallies. And you know what happened with those rallies in the areas around the rallies? The independent voters said, oh, my God, I better vote for the Democrat, even though I don't like them. The rallies did more harm than good. McConnell spent $400 million to try to save the United States Senate and was hindered by candidates like Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania, a transplanted New Jerseyan who lost to a native vegetable of Pennsylvania thanks to Donald Trump, Sean Hannity, and Melania Trump throwing their weight behind Mehmet Oz when the other guy would have won. You can be mad at Mitch McConnell for not dumping a ton of money into Arizona for Blake Masters, but had he dumped all the money into Blake Masters' race, we might not have saved Ron Johnson in Wisconsin or J.D. Vance in Ohio, or we might not have gotten as close as we're appearing to get in Nevada. Trade-offs have to be made. Mitch McConnell is not a salt and pepper shaker where you can turn him upside down and shake him and unlimited salt and pepper come out. And even the salt and pepper shaker analogy is flawed because even then you keep shaking, it runs out of money, just like Mitch McConnell would. McConnell had to prop up the North Carolina Senate race, which shouldn't have been on the table as a tough race to win, and it was. Ted Budd is a great guy. He was a good candidate, but it was a very close race, and McConnell had to step in and pour money into that race so the NRSC could spend money elsewhere. McConnell had his own super PAC. Donald Trump didn't save Ted Budd. Mitch McConnell did. Donald Trump had to get into Georgia and try to help Donald Trump's handpicked candidate get into a runoff, and he did, and there's going to be a runoff. Mitch McConnell had to get into the Wisconsin Senate race and help Ron Johnson win re-election. Donald Trump didn't help. Mitch McConnell did. And Mitch McConnell poured money into the Pennsylvania Senate race 
tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars to help Mehmet Oz, a candidate he didn't think was a good candidate and still did everything possible to help him across the finish line. And Mehmet Oz barely lost and Donald Trump didn't do jack for Oz other than endorse him. So he was able to get a nomination away from a guy who would have won. And in Missouri, Mitch McConnell behind the scenes had to play for keeps to stop Eric Greitens from getting that nomination. And all Donald Trump did was endorse Eric with two Eric's running. McConnell threw his weight behind Schmidt at the end and helped him get across the finish line. Donald Trump raised $100 million of your money. He didn't raise it from super PACs. He didn't raise it from billionaires. He raised it from small dollar donors who thought, I'm going to give it to him because he's going to spend it better than that jerk Mitch McConnell will spend it. And in fact, Donald Trump spent it all on himself and vanity projects like trying to beat Brian Kemp. McConnell had to go out and beat the bushes and raise $400 million and spend it to mitigate the damage Donald Trump had done. It is really rich for people who don't like McConnell, and I am one of them, to be attacking McConnell and second-guessing him for spending money in Alaska, forgetting that, oh, we've had Lisa Murkowski, now an independent voter, not a Republican in the Senate, on our side for the last two years, even taking positions contrary to what she believes to be able to stop Democrats because Mitch McConnell said, if you do this for us, we will help you. And then Donald Trump went in and tried to screw it all up, and I don't blame him because I don't like Murkowski. But I really have a hard time blaming McConnell for Alaska when he's been able to get Lisa Murkowski on our side for the last two years. Candidates really matter. You're going to blast Mitch McConnell for pointing out that we had some bad candidates. Really? Mehmet Oz, you're really going to blast McConnell for pointing out he undermined him. He undermined him. Well, Donald Trump did too. Undermined the whole state. And McConnell at least put his money into Pennsylvania, and Donald Trump didn't. I'm not a Mitch McConnell fanboy. I've been critical of him for a long time. But if your criticism is going to have merit, you should at least make it fact-based and understand the nuances of the situation where he was trying to undo damage other people did and trying to keep promises to a woman in the U.S. Senate who's had the Republicans' backs when the Republicans are the ones who've been stabbing her back. And now we may lose it all. We may lose the Senate. We may lose Nevada. We may lose Arizona. We may lose Georgia. And that puts us further behind. If we win Nevada and lose Arizona, it all comes down to Georgia. And you'll note who are the lawyers on the ground in those states right now battling it out. It's lawyers loyal to McConnell, not Trump. It's McConnell's Senate lawyer team there trying to make sure there's no hanky-panky from the Democrats. Some of you have gotten so cynical about McConnell and the GOP, you've really internally convinced yourself he would rather stay in the majority than the majority, which shows your ignorance in the situation because the man wants to be majority leader of the United States Senate one last time before he retires. He's played for keeps here and was stymied every which way by a bunch of terrible candidates who he did the best to get across the finish line, and you've decided to attack him because you can't attack your precious 
Donald Trump, who helped these candidates get the nominations and cost us those states. Mehmet Oz being chief among them. If you can't grow up and realize what's going on, you are going to be doomed to repeat this. And do not come crying to me when you blow it in two years when we really should take the Senate back. I grew up at some point and realized there are people who I don't particularly care for, who I don't particularly like, who I wish would do things different, who actually may have a clue about what they're doing. And I try not to throw those people under the bus these days because as much as I may care for them to do other things or not care for them very much at all, I at least can recognize their competence. McConnell showed competence in trying to spend his money in ways, oh, wait, that's right, Donald Trump didn't spend any. Okay, the Eden Beer Thunderstorm, they've got their three-pack. I, I'm, I, I, y'all, I, I, don't, I don't like defending the man. I don't. Um, I, I have mocked him for years. He, he got me taken off Fox News, and, and here I am having to defend him because I think he's being unfairly maligned by people who are just nursing other grudges and can't be honest about what's going on. Um, but the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the three-pack, you can get three of them at EdenPureDeals.com. You put in my discount code, Eric3, on the front of the website, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric3. You get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. You're saving $200, and they actually, they are air purifiers, so they get rid of the mold, the pollen, the dust that floats in the air. But more important, the way I use it, it's an odor eliminator. Because of the way the Eden Pure Thunderstorm works, it wipes out odors. You can leave it in a car, turn it on, and if someone's been smoking in the car, you come back later, the smoke odors are gone. I've got a buddy of mine who smokes in his car. His wife has no idea. You can also use the Eden Pure Thunderstorm when you go to a hotel room, and the hotel room smells musty because it's an old building or someone smoked in the room. Turn on the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, takes care of it. I travel with one. I keep one in my suitcase. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. You get three of them, one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one to leave in your car, your suitcase, your RV. If you have an RV, they work. You can use a USB cord to plug it into an outlet in your car, or you can use the actual plug and stick it into the, the outlet. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this here program? Happy to answer your questions. Let me uh, go back to the phones, actually. Uh, Michael, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, Eric, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm uh, fine, thank you. Uh, first off, I'm glad of the news for your wife. That's wonderful. Um, thank you. Uh, and Basically, I, I've called radio stations twice in my life, uh, both to you, both within the last two weeks. Uh, I called and told you I was a pro-choice uh, fiscal conservative that supports the GOP. I but I've, got a daughter, I've got a daughter who works for a um, Democrat uh, U.S. congressman. And uh, two weeks ago, I went to a GOP meeting where the Democrats were basically demonized, even in a prayer. It, it was shocking to me. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, I don't agree with my daughter on a lot of things, but I love her and I respect her opinions and I love her, which is full stop. End of story. Uh, I, 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 I went to, but after the, the, the situation, the meeting that I didn't like, uh, Rich McCormick got up and spoke, um, he's a new GOP congressman for the sixth district of Georgia. And, uh, he had the exact opposite way of looking at, uh, people who disagree with him. And basically it was, I love you. The guy was so impressive, you know, naval aviator, yeah. ER doc, super, super nice guy. 
And I started thinking about the fact that <laughs> up until yesterday, I had a Trump sticker on the back of my car, and I have for a very, very long time. I took it off, though, yesterday after what I heard he said about um, uh, about DeSantis and that he told the Wall Street Journal that he had information on him that only his wife had. And I was like, wow, that that spooked me to death. And I, I took the sticker off my car. DeSantis is my guy. You just can't. We cannot demonize everybody who doesn't agree with us or doesn't agree with us on everything. Yeah, Reagan, you certainly. know, okay. So, I, I'm first of all, I'm a, a I am the president of the Rich McCormick fan club. Um, he's a dear friend, and I'm so glad he's going to Congress. And I just I got to tell you, you know, I, I may have to spend a little bit of time on this in, in the next hour, Michael. I hope you'll stick around and listen. I got to let you go there. Thanks for the phone call. But you know what? You know what a a Democrat is a potential convert. Not all of them will be converted, but when you're convinced they're monsters and enemies of the republic as opposed to people who see the world differently from you, it becomes very hard to get them to change their mind and vote for you um, unless you actually treat them as a persuadable person. We should be doing that.